What's up, guys? This is episode two of From the Bleachers, and we have a special guest today. We call him the Don last episode. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he's our Italian WAP friend. Yeah. He, <laughs> the Don he, Corleone of Vimo. NFL analyst, uh, Serie analyst, yeah. Italy analyst, That's you it. name it. Uh, Antonio Terone. He'll be on the show later on. Yeah, so we've got three topics today. We'll start off by talking about the Montreal Canadiens Toronto Maple Leafs series, how that's unfolding, and where we see it going next. We'll have a, how the top four of the series unfolded with a wild weekend which we just passed. And then after we'll top it off with the Euro 2020 Group B predictions. So let's go. Let's get right into this. So Habs Leafs, what what's your take on the series from game number two to game number four? The Habs have been laughable. They've been laughable in game two, in game three, and in game four. There's been no effort. There's been no sense of pride. I feel like you have to shake the players and tell them this is a playoff series. And uh, they lack they lack character. What are your thoughts on this? I, I agree on the lacking character. There's no playoff mojo uh... Meanwhile, we have experienced players such as uh, Toffoli, uh, Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, who've been there, done it, won cups. You have Edmonton, uh, Weber hasn't won a cup. But we have all experienced players, and we have talented players, and Gallagher's even been silent. Is he still fighting an injury? Uh, are we? Uh, I think, and even the Romanov not being in the lineup, that's a big question mark for Dominic Ducharme, yeah. uh, uh, the coaching staff. Why is our star, young star defenseman not playing. Especially with the power plays struggling. And, and if you look back, years back, like maybe a decade ago, literally, P.K. Subban started off his initial career playing versus the Pittsburgh Penguins series. And he's developed to be who he is today. Not the best anymore, but he, he was a, a Norris Trophy yeah. winner. It's, it's prime experience for Romanov. Yeah. And they clearly have a need for him. They need his spark. They need his physical play. They... They just need them. They need them in the lineup. And the Habs, they, they brought in all these guys, like you said, veterans, playoff experience, but they haven't been setting the tone at all in the series. The guy, the guy could check. He could uh, shoot. He could skate. His skating is phenomenal. Either way, he back checks or he four checks, whatever it is. But we've been sleeping on the ice. We have we we haven't been active on the ice. We're not hit. We Josh Anderson is hitting. We've seen a few hits, but we look like a. AHL team compared yeah. to an NHL team. I think the one guy who's really performing at his best right now is Carey Price. Carey Price has been phenomenal he's, all, all series. He's been playing yeah. at ten and a half million. He's a franchise goal. That's player. it. And even you even saw Jason Spets after it's, game four. He it, says it's, it's the old Price, and he's showing up in the playoffs. Generational Price. This is why we've been paying him ten and a half million. Yeah, for for series like this, but unfortunately, the team in front of him has been laughable to say the best. Um, for the for the listeners right now, we're actually watching game number five unfold. Yeah. It's the second period with ten minutes left. So this is an el- elimination game. Toronto's up three one in the series, as most of you probably know. And the Habs lose this game in Toronto. That's it. They're going golfing. The season is over. And, and uh, you're looking at like a twentieth overall pick for next year. Exactly. Not the best draft pick, and they haven't fared well in in similar spots in the first round. And what happens with Bergevin? It, does he stay? Does he does go? He go? Yeah. In many ways, this is uh, this season was his last shot. So, 
I, th- I think he stays. I, th- I think he stays, but... You think we'll, Jeff Molson gives him another year? See, this this is a topic where we got to see them get eliminated first, then we go and talk about the firing and all that. Yeah, we're overstepping. Yeah, so it's looking like a good game. Hopefully they uh, clinch this win and we move on to a game number six. But... Uh, yeah. That's it. So now we'll talk about the top four Serie Yeah, so let's present our guest... Mr. Antonio Taroni himself. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate being here. I appreciate the opportunity to talk sports with you guys. Thanks for coming on. So you're our first guest. So how does it feel? Yeah, feels exactly. Feels good, man. Feels good. How do you feels like good. the How do you like the podcast room, the office? It's beautiful. I love yeah. the studio. Yeah. yeah, we're nice and professional here. We got a great setup. You guys haven't been able to see the studio yet, but our social medias are up and running. We'll give you all the information at the end of the episode, and we'll be giving you an inside look of our studio, how how we've been making uh, our podcast, and how we've been that. recording, and all that, yeah, Just all that fun stuff. So let's get into it. Serie A top four, yeah, wild, wild. crazy, crazy last so, day finish. I mean, not really for the Scudetto, sadly, but for the top four champions. Well, spots. that's the thing. So going into the top four, yeah. uh, going into Sunday's the. Like, Crazy games at 2:45 Eastern time in uh, here in North America. Uh, we had Juventus at fifth. Yeah, Juventus was the outside. outside. So th- it, with a, a loss or a draw, pretty much they would have ended up being uh, in qualifying for Europa League. Well, and even even with a win, if they wouldn't win, have gotten the results that they needed. Yeah, they yeah. Have, uh, so they needed certain outcomes. They needed either a Milan tie or loss or a Napoli tie or loss. Exactly. And so last, I think last time we spoke, we made predictions about who was going to be in and who was going to be out. So I don't know if you guys want to revisit some of those. Yeah, so, but, uh, so you have them... Uh... Well, I mean, my predictions, for me personally, because Milan were also playing Atalanta, who was in second place at the time. And so that was another pivotal game that would decide who would, who would finish where and who would get the Champions League and who wouldn't. Me personally, I had Napoli and Juventus making it Third and fourth, third and fourth, and I had Milan out of the Champions League. I don't know about you guys. I had uh, Napoli on the outside looking in, and that was the, the the right call. I had Juventus at fourth. I had actually Milan at third, Atalanta at second, and obviously Inter are the champions. And so the only one that should be flipped is uh, Atalanta and Milan. Yeah, exactly. So. Honestly, guys, my positioning, I don't even remember it. All I want well, is... I know you said Juventus. All I wanted Juventus to finish fifth. Yeah. I want to see a change in the, in the league. Uh, like a big, massive shocking. Even though it was shocking to not see Juventus in the top three. Well, it yeah. is shocking. I mean, it is shocking. Scudetto after yeah. nine years in a row. But it was impressive to see uh, Inter win, obviously. And then after, we had Atalanta finishing in the top three, which is very impressive. And third year in a row. Third year in a row. Third year. And now... AC Milan joining the Champions League for the first time Finally. since 2014. This like is, this is like I th- I think Pato days and uh, Kaká days. This is Balotelli days. This Are is- you even talking about Thiago Silva yeah. potentially being in that group? Uh, I think like the, he had just I, left he had, probably. He, Ibra and, and Thiago Silva had just departed. And listen, this was that was still a time where Silvio Berlusconi was owning that club. Now, obviously, not the owner. He's the the owner of the infamous uh, Monza team in Serie B, that have yeah. all these radical ideas that we won't get into. Um, but but uh, no, 
I think also it's the first time in, in years that Inter, Milan and Juve, the three with the three most successful Italian teams, are all in Champions League. I think yeah. the first time in a long yeah. time. So it's really nice to see that. I mean, it's good. It, it means Italy's getting good representation out there. So hopefully yeah. next season they just perform. But um, but I just want to see here that I wrote I wrote that Juve were gonna win for sure because they had to win and they did. They won four one against Bologna. Mm-hmm. They did an amazing display, which I think will be Pirlo's last game as Juventus coach for for the foreseeable future. And, and another thing you mentioned is that Napoli choking out the decisive game exactly is in their DNA. Can that's, you elaborate on that? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Two, two or three years ago, I mean, basically they came to Juventus Stadium, they beat Juve 1-0, and they were one point away from the Scudetto. And Juventus had to play Inter. Well, Juve ended up winning that game, and Napoli just choked the Scudetto, and they lost it. And now three years later, we see the same thing except for a Champions League spot. They've been playing beautiful football, scoring like five, four goals each game, winning four out of the last five against a Hellas team that was playing terrible. That hadn't won in the last five. They were really out of form, and they couldn't even manage a shot on target in the first half. I mean... What was it? I, I just Were I they not know. ready for the occasion? Did the pressure it, get to them? It could be the nerves. It could be the yeah. pressure. But I, like I said, you know, it's just the his, it's just in their history. They just yeah. it's like Virgil Killini mentioned last it's, a few years back in it's Tottenham. A, it's the history of the Tottenham. Exactly, it's the history of the Tottenham. It's the history of the Napoli. You know. Yeah, and I also predicted Atalanta to draw against Milan, but Milan, I mean, they really surprised me. They played very well that game. They scored on two spot kicks with Kessie, who has ice in his veins. You know. Yeah, ice in his veins. He's he's playing at a different level right now. Oh he's, yeah, he's really he's re- regarded as. As one of the best in his position, if if not just in Italy, but also in the world. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So going into uh, the final the final match day in uh, in Syria, we have Cristiano Ronaldo in the Golden Boot, obviously. But yeah. any surprise in that uh, race? Any surprise players? Well, Vlahovic had a great season for Fiorentina. So, so yeah, young he, Serbian uh, striker, twenty one yeah. goals a season. With a with a really poor like not a great Fiorentina side, but uh, I mean he played outstanding. He took his chances well, and hopefully he stays. Now that we know that Gattuso is a Fiorentina coach, I hope he stays there another season and get, gets a chance to grow a bit more and develop. So yeah, I think you could compare him to Piontek, who had an exceptional twenty goal season in league with Genoa a couple of years back. Got the big signing to a big club in Milan right away but wasn't able to replicate that same production. So I think it's smart giving him that, that, second, that second year because it's a, it's a proven year. Can you do this consistently year in and year out? So to have a better idea in the future if he's worth the, the trip to the, top, uh, to the top teams. Or and the big bucks, yeah, if he's worth it you know, for those clubs. Exactly. Another player we, we should talk about, finished third in league scoring, Luis Muriel. Who's as been, a super, he, who's as been a acting as a super sub for for Gasparini's side? He's what twenty two yeah. goals this season. He's, he's a veteran player. He's just over thirty years old. He's been in the Serie A for at least five, at least five, six, if not seven years. More, yeah. He's yeah. been in the league for a while, yeah. so he knows. And he's, that. and he's bounced from teams like Sampdoria, Udinese. He's been he's been around the block, but it's finally looked like he's he's, he's finally jealous. got that he's he got jealous. that knack, yeah. and he's finally discovered. 
how to score in the Serie A, and he's doing it at a high level. Yeah, I was just to say that I was kind of disappointed with the way Atalanta finished off the season and the way they played Milan. I don't know how Gasparini doesn't start Muriel, and I didn't like the way he utilized Malinowski as like a second striker, and I don't know, there are a lot of question marks with that game. And now, it's, if you think of it, like it was two final games because just prior to this last week, Gasparini coached uh, an Atalanta. They played against uh, Juve in the Coppa Italia final. And this was almost like a final for them because it was their last game of the season to finish second. Which and it was an opportunity for them to get a trophy out of the season. That's it, get a trophy. And this game against Milan was an opportunity, opportunity for them to finish second in the league for the first time ever. But they lost both final games, if you want to say. So, I mean, it, it does raise some eyebrows, raise some questions about Gasparini. So we'll see what's going to happen next year. I mean, they, I feel like they definitely need to reinforce their squad a bit if they want to make a run. With Champions League football, once again, so they'll be playing in four different competitions next season. Yeah. So speaking about Champions since you brought up Champions League football, Zach, uh, my question to you guys now, as uh, Juventus supporters, do you see Andrea Pirlo... The first question is, do you see Andrea Pirlo retaining his job and with the news that Zidane's departing Real Madrid is that a potential coming back to Juventus has now taken a managerial po- uh, uh, job and the second question is with this club and the hit in the last two three seasons since he's been a player and all that the man himself Cristiano Ronaldo does he pack his bags as rumors say like that fact that if they didn't qualify for Champions League, he'd be the part no matter what. Since they qualified, and maybe there is a coaching, a managerial change. What what do you guys think is going to unfold this summer regarding Cristiano? Well, I mean, first for your first question regarding Andrea Pirlo, like I I didn't enjoy his season, but you know his squad did finish very strong. They won two trophies and Juventus' worst season in a decade which is more than any other Italian club this season. But sadly, no, I think Andrea Pirlo's time is up at Juventus for now. I think he's still very young as a manager. But does he, but does he step down for a lesser role and stay yeah. within the club? I, or does he, does he depart completely? I, 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 don't, I, think, think, I don't think so. I think he's going to go elsewhere. Maybe he stays uh, in the Serie A and he goes to a lesser club. There's been rumors yeah, around that well. he's going to be leaving Juventus, number one, and number two, that... Sassuolo are going to be offering him a two-year contract to be their main skipper. It could be the route he goes down, or he could, you know, build up his resume and play for. I mean, sorry, coach for a lesser for a lesser club. And and for Cristiano, um, we've been talking about this today with rumors of uh, Mr. Allegri returning. That's it. I think um, the the project that Allegri is going to try and incorporate won't be built around Cristiano, and I think he's going to. He's gonna search. Um, he's gonna be job searching. And I and I, I saw a report off Twitter today about uh, Fabrizio. What's his name? Romano. No, Fabrizio he, Romano. Yeah, yeah Fabrizio One of the Romano. Best, uh, Italian journalist. Yes. Market. A very reliable Italian journalist uh, who reports across Europe, but mostly in Italy. He did mention that Allegri could be coming back as a return, but his main focus is to make Paul Dybala the star. Yeah, that's that's the the rumors now that are coming out that Allegri is returning. Apparently, he's signing his deal tomorrow. And with Allegri coming back, his first first step as coming back to Juventus would be to re-sign Paolo Dybala on a long-term deal for Juve, which 
makes sense. I mean, he's a great player. He's he's just, he wouldn't have been injured this it season. It just sucks to see him always on the bench, whether it's injury, whether exactly, it's not playtime. Exactly. But not only in club level, but international level as well. Yeah. It's, it's just disappointing. It's injuries. It's inconsistency. He hasn't been able to regain the form that he that he once had for his first three seasons at uh, at, at the club. Yeah. So before we go into the year 2020, I just want to, since we're in the Serie topic and everything, and you guys know, like, I'm a very Greek, uh, patriotic, uh, I like bringing up my Greek boys that do well in, out in Europe, uh, in soccer. So your Greek league episode will come sooner rather than later. But, uh, guys, mad respect for my Swasolo boy, my left back, Kyriakopoulos. Oh yeah, he yeah. played well this did, season. Yeah. Well, he played had a great season, but I don't know if you guys saw his ripper goal. Uh, oh, he scored last game of the season, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. It was a little free kick uh, against Lazio. Yeah, yeah it was they a just, long uh, shot. The Greeks have a thing with fullbacks. Is it, uh, especially left backs. I don't know what's going on with yeah. but that's another topic. They're just to juicing about. them. <laughs> yeah. They're produ- mass producing them. Yeah. Also, Nico Yanis with uh, Cagliari who had a fantastic season and after you have Timikas who plays in Liverpool, Liverpool uh, and yeah. after you have Yanolis who just got promoted to the Premier League with Norwich nice uh, Kopoulos, uh we have a bunch of fly, uh, full blacks and back in the day Cholebas played a big role with, uh, <laughs> with Roma, Roma. For, for two seasons that, that was a crazy lineup in the Roma days it was Manolas it was uh, yeah, yeah, even Torosidis. Torosidis and Holevas, one defensive yeah. line. <laughs> With uh, an, like, an aging Micon on the right a, side. An aging the old man. <laughs> so, okay. Also, before jumping into Euro 2020, yeah. I was just wondering if you heard the news about Inter that uh, Conte left. No. He left this morning. Yeah. Why? Uh, apparently, Inter are in very like big financial yeah. trouble. That, that's and what I heard. So, they're, apparently. They're, they're down 100 million. Well, they have to to sell players for, for an amount of a hundred million to balance their books, and they have to reduce their wage bill of twenty percent. Yeah. So, so wow. COVID. So, uh, this co- is this is yeah. typical of Antonio Conte. We know he's a very volatile manager. If he doesn't get what he wants, yeah, he's, he's done it with he, Juventus. He'll leave. He'll leave, and and he won't even think twice about it. Done it with Chelsea. He's done it with the yeah. national well, team. Well, well, wherever he's gone, he's won. At the end of the day, yeah. So, you yeah. Know, yeah. He, he has. But this he is has. this is one of the times I could. I could understand what he's doing. At, no, U- at Juve, it was petty. He the man the management didn't want to get the players he wanted, but he had won so many scudettos in a row that to just leave to just leave like that so suddenly it was petty. And he left and like halfway through like uh, June J- July. He left uh, like exactly. he left uh, Juve with yeah. like it was scrambling to for uh, a coach. Exactly, and Allegri was an emergency hire, and uh, after his time and his time at Chelsea. They didn't have the the spending in a transfer market that he wanted, so he decided yeah. to leave there. But in this case, the team financially is in the red. They're yeah. kind of I know you want to see him defend defend his title, defend his honor, etc. But he but he knows to do that because I feel like Inter are a little like older and they do have some needs. And he knew that to to compete and defend his title, he would have to spend money, right? Yeah. But he doesn't have that money to spend. Clearly, like you said, because Inter is in the red. Yeah. So it makes sense why you would want to leave, you know. So yeah. let's get to the Euro 2020. So we have four four nations in this group. Uh, we got Belgium, we got Denmark, we got Finland, we got Russia. So where do you guys see? We'll start from the bottom to the up. Yeah. So sure. I'll give my uh, my review. I think fourth Finland finishes fourth, then third. 
potentially Russia could qualify with that new rule which we had last which implemented the last tournament. Uh, then after we have second Denmark finishing and obviously the, the front runners Belgium, the powerhouse, who could potentially maybe make the finals and this could, this is a golden generation. Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, uh, Thibaut Courtois, their defensive line is aging slowly, slowly, but like, that's what I'm saying. This is like their last chance. Yeah. And Edison, Eden Hazard had a rough year in, uh, last rough two years in uh, Real Madrid. And hopefully he gets back in shape and back in form. Uh, yeah, I, I think I mostly have the same order. You too, Zach? Um, I have one slight difference. I'd flip Russia with Denmark. I think Russia are going to finish second in this group. That's interesting. I, I can been, see that. They were impressive at uh, the World Cup they hosted. They're a team that has a lot of character. They have guys who, who perform very well for them internationally. But but don't forget, like they were host too. And, like, they had an easy group out. But yet yeah, again, yeah, they, 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 they impressed in the group. elimination round. That, that's what I want I mean, to say. They yeah. Spain and they took Croatia to... Uh, I believe it was a shootout, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Croatia were the finalists last World Cup, so they did they did push very far, they did very well. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, a reputation pick I'm doing. Denmark haven't proved anything in these these big tournaments yet. Mm. Well, they never, had, they never had a squad. Like, don't forget, like, they had... If you could name me their number one striker going to every tournament, you know the number one striker? Uh, probably Martin Brainway. No. Nope. No, we, 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 it's uh, Paulson, right? No, before before, oh, before these guys, that, before these guys, know. it was all Nicholas Bentner. Oh yeah. <laughs> so true. like, where, where are you true, guys going true, with yeah. Nicholas Bentner? Lord like, Bentner. Yeah. Lord Bentner. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a former Scudetto winner. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's good. He's good. <laughs> so you you can't blame Denmark, and Denmark have a Denmark have a young upcoming team. Paulson and yeah, Paulson tearing it up lately. Honestly, uh, I feel like Denmark is very. They have a very underrated squad. They have a bunch of players that are that have some experience, that are good and that are still young, and they have some players that are hitting their primes, like Eriksson, who at the beginning of the season had a tough beginning of the season for Conte, but he ended up playing very well. And then after you have Kaiser from uh, AC Milan, yeah, yeah Christian Simon Kier from, from, from Chelsea, uh, you have and Schmeichel in that goal, who's a Leicester City guaranteed legend. Uh, yeah, he play, he's, 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 he's very well too. He's a reliable goalkeeper. And, don't forget, and, and then, then up top, they have Poulsen from the Bundesliga, they have Brainwith from Barcelona. And after you have Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, who's phenomenal. Thomas he had a Delaney, great season for... Uh, to, uh, for Thomas Delaney, who's re, revived his career, but he now had a bad, not so great year with that Borussia, BVB, Borussia Dortmund. It's an interesting squad, and they, they, and, they, and they know how to play their roles, and every everybody plays their role. They could make noise, whether an upset I think, I, or, I or a tie, and I they could the, finish second, third. Yeah, I listen, think they're my dark horse to if they do make it out. I think they're my dark horse to maybe push for like a round of sixteen, no, maybe like a quarter. I see them round the sixteen, if, round yeah, sixteen quarterfinals. Sure. Maybe they could. You never know, man. If they get, if they gel, if they end up playing yeah, well. If there's a group for them to get out of, it's it's definitely this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's gonna be a battle between them and Russia for sure, because Russia do have some quality players like yeah. Zuba, Golovin, that did perform well at the last World Cup. But uh, we'll see what happens. And, and, it should be interesting. And before we go into the, um, obviously, we want to talk about uh, Belgium. But before we could talk about Belgium, I want to talk about a bit of. A bit about uh, Finland. Finland, yeah. Well, they have a so decent squad. They have a decent squad. Not not, not 
Not many crazy names, obviously. No, no crazy names, but they have players that play throughout Europe or even the MLS, like Lappenleinen, who's playing for the Montreal Impact. Yeah, Timo Puki, who had a Two, great season in, for uh, Norwich. I think he scored 26 goals. And they have a great six. goaltender from uh, Borussia. Uh, uh, no, Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen, exactly. Uh, and one player who, I'm telling you guys, like I've watched him uh, in the qualifier games, like Greece, Finland, and uh, in just in qualifier games. Glenn Kamara, right now he's playing with the Rangers. He just won with Steven Gerrard as a being a coach there. Uh, this guy reminds me of Conte. I'm uh, being serious. Like, you see him play Europa League games or fin- games of Finland. He's that player who just has a hundred stamina and he's just not going to give up. He has 32 lungs. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy, like, everybody's going to, like, like say who the hell is this guy? Everybody's a scout. So this is gonna be the big reveal for him this this summer. And you think bigger clubs in Europe are gonna sh- start showing an interest in him? Yeah, I highly believe that he was a former Arsenal academy player. Uh, went to the Ra- uh, went to Rangers. Uh, he's found himself, and he's twenty five years old. He's at a great age, and maybe he goes into a Premier League club. Maybe he goes into a. Um, a Serie A club, we don't know. But I'm telling you guys, he's one player you have to watch out in this group and with Finland. Another player that I that I have like that for Denmark is Sko Olsen, who actually is a Bologna right winger. He played very well against Juve. I mean, uh, he had a couple of chances. He almost created a couple of assists too. And I mean, he's an excellent young player. Hopefully, he could get some minutes for Denmark in this tournament. And I feel like he could be one of those guys that comes on and just flashes, you know, so... I mean, they always have those younger guys in Denmark, some of those younger guys, and I feel like he could be one of them, uh, one of those guys. To, to follow up on this, do you think, do you guys think Belgium win all three games in this group? Oh, yeah, I think they're easily. Hands on, the only one that I believe, like, Finland, there's no question they're going to demolish like 3 0. Easy. Russia, it all depends how they play. They sometimes they play very organized, and sometimes they play disorganized. Yeah. It all depends. Yeah. Like how they it's the night before. Like what do they do? Do they sleep well? <laughs> they have a good night's sleep or not? Did, did they play PlayStation? Did uh, they pull it all night or were they playing place? Fortnite or something? Yeah. You know, or, I don't know. Were they playing uh futsal in the hallways? Denmark, I think they're gonna have a I think that's the toughest game. That's the toughest game. And yeah. like that could finish a two two one uh, win or a three one win. But uh, honestly, uh, guys, I think uh, uh, I think Belgium's gonna run away, run yeah, away with the group. Run, yeah, and they they and might think, absolutely, absolutely, and they might have a goal differential of plus fifteen. Like honestly, well, that's kind of crazy. That's, the, in three, the, that, that's that's five that's goals like a game. Three nil every game. Uh, it, it, not five. Five nil every game. Oh, okay. There's the three games. Oh yeah, it's true. I'm telling you, like I find like Lukaku's gonna go off for like he's gonna go off. Yeah. He could be. He's in form. He's, the guy. The guy's had the best career season. Mentally, he's a lion, and this is thanks to Antonio Conte, who really he 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 fell out out of order at uh, Manu when Ole took over. He was riding on the bench for most of that that season right before he arrived at Inter, and he really was revamped as a player. He's improved technically from a tactical standpoint, and he's got the confidence, and he, I think he's going to really have a mark on this tournament. Yeah, he can definitely be one of the top scorers of the tournament for sure. And even when Conte left, I mean, he left him a very like uh, heartwarming message, th- thanking him for like uh, you know re- like reinvigorating yeah. his career. They'll, they'll be reunited. I think wherever Conte goes, 
there's a good chance uh, Lukaku is going to fall. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's so, very interesting. So, going back to Belgium, their defense has been aging. Really. That's, that's, it, it, that's their weakest part. I was going to say, Ver, Vertogen is not the same. Vermaelen, obviously not the same. Oh, These guys are plus 35 years old now. Uh, you have Toby Adriel, who's okay. He's good, you have, like you said, he is very old. Yeah. It's time for Jason Denier, who's going to come in now and make his role up. Make his role in the club. But is he good? Is he good enough to carry that defense? I don't, I don't know. Really think so. And is and then after we have Timothy Castan, who you guys are familiar, who played in Atalanta. Yeah, he had a pretty good, decent yeah. season for Leicester. Yeah, he had a great season with Leicester actually. Thomas Meunier, who's taken a down way spirals since he moved to BVB. Uh, is he going to be a good fullback? Now on the left side, are they going to put Carrasco and then Hazard? Are they oh. going to play more forward as a left wing compared to a left mid? Because they. they their formation is usually three in the back and like five. I was gonna say, I think it's probably so, like three in the back, and I don't think they could get away with playing Vertogen at left back anymore. I think he's so, too old. He doesn't yeah. have the pace for that, so they'll it'll be interesting to see what they play. They'll have to find back. a solution there, and I think on the right side, it's probably somebody like Thomas Meunier or even yeah. Castagne. I think Castagne could could fight for that starting spot, and hopefully. Uh, I mean, they're going to get carried by their attack in midfield. 100%, yeah, of course, hundred percent. But hopefully, we see uh, Eden Hazard. Yeah, I mean, he's deadly. He's deadly on his day, yeah. but he's really out of form at Real yeah, right now. It, it's a good opportunity to showcase himself. He's had, like, like uh, Greg said earlier on, he had two horrible seasons at Real, at yeah, Real Madrid. Injury, injury, played. injury played, yeah. bad form. He looks like he's out of shape. Um, this this is a good showcase from uh, from himself. The, the show I could still play exactly, and I think. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he wants out of Real Madrid, and this is gonna and open some doors for there, him. There's three players that are are paying in my eyes like that are like need to pay, get paid attention a bit more. Yannick Carrasco, he's somebody like yeah, no, very good, yeah. for, very for good comeback season yeah. in Atletico. He went to China off for a bit, it wasn't impressive, but now he came back and he had a great season. They just won the the yeah. Liga. Yeah. So, and then after you have Yuri Tuliman uh, who. Yeah, he, this he, guy is a big deal. Yeah. He's a he's a big deal for Leicester. Big deal. He's big deal. I think and he's gonna, one to watch. And one to watch. And the guy that's gonna be a key player and maybe could be like the MVP if they go far for Belgium. And but the most important player I think that's gonna give his heart out is KDB. This yeah, is Kevin this is a season where Manchester City went to every final. They have a final coming up in a few days uh, versus Chelsea in the Champions League. And their first ever time, and they and won, now they won the, the English Championship. Yes, and mm-hmm. now are they? They want to win the Champions League and they want to win the Europa League, uh, the, the the Euro, the Euro twenty twenty. Is he gonna put? I hope he put, he's might put an outstanding, a great performance, great performance, and potentially be nominated for the Ballon d'Or. Well, I was gonna say, like, what do you guys think? If let's say if. Belgium make a run and go not even win it. If they go to the final, and if Cha- if uh, Man City win the Champions League final, since he already won the Premier League, and since Manchester City are playing without a number nine, so he's essentially like the false nine in that uh, in that team. He's essentially the the mastermind of that team. Do you guys think he's a Ballon d'Or winner I, if those yeah, three yeah. things happen? Thousand percent. I think by doing everything you're saying, he's going to earn his spot in the in that top three. I think right now it's Lewandowski. Yeah, goals, probably. goals, goals. Because it's probably it could be N'Golo Kante, and I think he could be that third man. So, is he gonna win it? 
I don't know, Lewandowski broke records. He had a 40-plus goal season in the BBVA, 50 in, in all comps. And I also think they, like, uh, UEFA might comp- compensate for last year, or feel might compensate for last year. Where he was supposed know, to win. Where he was supposed yeah. to win it, and he didn't win it. So and I you, think they, they could give, give it to him. Yeah, he was snubbed for Messi, I believe. No, they just didn't give they, one. No, they no, they no, one. no, no, COVID. Uh, yeah. There was no winner last yeah. year. But the only thing that is going to affect... De Bruyne is uh, going going into this uh, nomination and everything. He didn't play as many games as Robert as Lewandowski. Lewandowski. He played 40 games, sometimes as a sub, this, that. Like, he's entering his 40th game, hopefully he plays for the Champions League final. And he had a great season, don't get me wrong, 10 goals, 18 assists, and like... No, he's the master. And all come, and all come, master. Yeah, but he's the mastermind. The numbers don't show it, but... Like, those are, those, I mean, are, big, those are video game insane. assist numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm He's just basically pulling the strings for that Manchester City. But don't like if you want me to pull out the Robert Lewandowski's goals. Like, no, yeah, I know he, he's going, and 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 I think more and more we're going more towards like you know stats and I mean they like rewarding players who score goals. I think that's the most like uh, the biggest trait you can it's have. It's like the most glorifying aspect exactly. that they look for in a player. It's, it's the which, number one stat that they look at. Okay, yeah. how many goals did you score? Okay, this is where yeah. your pole position is for the ball. Which ball. is a debatable criteria. Exactly, it is. It is. Is it? Is yeah. it? Because how how valuable are goalkeepers now? How valuable are it. assist masters like Kevin De Bruyne? Defenders. I mean, the last defender to win a battle though was Cannavaro, I think, in 2006, if just, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Oh, he had a stupid run. Yeah. Well, uh, like. Van Dyke was nominated. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was nominated, but we had this crazy run where Messi and Ronaldo were really backed up. And you can't really blame you can't really blame no. people for that because those guys are just too alien. Yeah, so like, they, they were running the show. They were going head to head in the same domestic league. It yeah. was it was the era of Cristiano and Lionel. So so it, with the exact same amount of games, forty games, you're looking. You're facing a guy that scored forty eight goals and nine assists. Yeah, yeah, I think. If you look at it like that, I think they might just give it to Lewandowski, especially since they didn't give it to him last year. But, I don't know, man. If if KDB wins a Champions League final and they make it far in the Euros, how could you... And he, and he has those crazy assist numbers. How could and you... And he just broke records. Yeah. Well, if, if we're using the, the same yeah. thought process as, as if they're compensating for, for last year, Lewandowski won the treble last year. Yeah, he did also. You're right. So, if you put his success versus... KDB's success for the past two years, I think they could really go hand in hand. Oh, so it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be it's tight. Gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna, it's honestly, it could come down to something like uh, that looks like a coin flip. So with this being said, uh, we t- we already had our predictions. I chose Manchester City w- winning uh, over Chelsea for the Champions League finals. I-, I chose Chelsea. We discussed this during episode one, but now since gonna... we have the dawn, exactly <laughs> the dawn of the dawn. What's, what are your predictions in Manchester City versus uh, Chelsea in the Champions League finals? I think Manchester City is going to take it. I think Pep Guardiola has waited a very long time for this moment with Manchester City. He hasn't won it. He hasn't won the Champions League since uh, a long time since since, since it was with Barca and, and with Messi. And so I think he's going to really take this opportunity. He's going to seize the moment. And I think he's going to win the game. And I think I think just. I just think Man City are gonna just overwhelm Chelsea at this point. And just a question, like since we saw the farewell with uh, Sergio Aguero in a phenomenal that too. game, that too. Um, this is his last game for the club. I think he's gonna come on as a sub. Probably is he coming on as a sub? I would think so. I would hope he, so. For he's him. gotta make an appearance. He's he's a Manchester City legend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Guardiola would 
it wouldn't sit well with him to not have his his last appearance being a Champions League final. You saw how emotional he was in in that interview. Even the press conference, yeah, in the, the post match uh, press conference, yeah. yeah. Like, the, like it, it means it means life. so much to the coach, to the players, to the club. They need him there. They really do. And uh, if you regret, I'm just gonna play a little clip, a little snippet. Like this, this was all him. Goosebumps. There's no feeling like it, boys. That, that, that's time, that's time. just Sergio Aguero at his best, you know what I mean? And that's Martin Tyler at his best. <laughs> <laughs> or is that, I, I remember watching the game and like I, I was in my room and I was like, UK United won, like great, we just won the, the championship. Like, just then, won the Premier League. We just won the Premier League. And then after, uh, okay, when they scored one, I was like, okay. And then after... Pavatelli, Aguero, and after a yeah. game over. Pavatelli's best, the best it. moment in Manchester City. Remember that friendly in them, versus MLS oh, club? Yeah, yeah. He pulls that 360 <laughs> back. He, he got back. substituted yeah. after, right yeah. after he did that. For James Milner, nonetheless. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, but no, could you guys imagine if Manchester, if, uh, Manchester City's his time drawing with uh, Chelsea late and he gets subbed on and he pulls like one of those similar goals? Like, that would just be poetic. Yeah. That be, that, be that's poetic. Yeah. That, that would be poetic but you can't write that shit you, you can you can but i'm rooting for chelsea in this one i you're you're a pulisic fan man i'm the american dream <laughs> anyways boys they, as well chelsea have the history and they i'm telling you they oh, won't, they've been here before unlike manchester i, I know guardiola has been here but on fucking chelsea they have the the history and history means something and i think they're gonna do it again but the thing with the history i can count on you and, and say that like yeah, they have won it in the past, but all these players are relatively new to the club. They don't have you much think, you think, success. You, know you think I mean? Mason Mount is going to bring this club to the next level? No. Like, you think Angolo well, Kante right is? But... He's a World Cup winner. He's a World Cup winner. Yeah, he's in a winner. But... probably for the, for the Balor. They have Thomas Tuchel, who wants to to not make the same mistakes. You have Pep Garoli on the other side. That's the thing. I feel like Manchester yeah, is just too... Yeah. You, but Thomas no. Tuchel, he took over this team... And in short time, he, he put them up there. Yeah, he on, won in the Champions on, League. He took out Atletico no. and whoever else they, they beat. He gave them a Champions League spot for next season. He did. He, he, did. he and, took and, them over. And mid, he was in the finals with PSG last season. And, you know, he has the experience and he can't choke it twice. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I just feel like Pep, it's his time. I think he's just going to... He has a better 11 squad on the pitch. Uh, he has everything better. Like yeah. the numbers, you can't... You can't you can't deny you it. You can't deny yeah, it, man. You know what I mean? It's gonna, it might be a close game, but I still think Manchester City is going to take it. Anyways, boys, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, Antonio's our first guest. Thanks again for having me. I can't wait to be back on, boys. This is Zach. This is Greg. And thank you again, guys. Cheers.